Welcome back to the Photo CEO Podcast, where hosts Megan Mondrell and Frederica Gullickson teach you how to build your photo business by listening to your intuition, taking empowered action, and embodying the photo CEO mindset. Welcome back to the Photo CEO Podcast. This week, we are going to talk about the art of saying no. I'm with Frederica, my business partner, and I am Megan. So, award for almost awkward podcast start. (laughs) (laughs) But Ricky, tell us about a time that you had to say no to someone who was willing to pay you in your business just because it wasn't a great fit or for whatever reason you had. Let us hear it. Okay. I... I really love this topic and I think I love it so much because I used to be so terrified of saying no to anybody, whether it was in business or personal life. I just always tried to to avoid saying no. Um, And so this last year I've really like learned like if you want to get the right clients and your most ideal clients, sometimes that's going to require you to say no to others so that you know, you kind of open yourself up energetically to finding the, those right clients and not taking on clients who are going to not be the right fit or make you feel like you're not doing a good job or you're not able to deliver what they want you to deliver. Um, and so I can, I want to go through an example of uh, a recent experience that I had with a potential client who reached out to me via Facebook. Um, so they had reached out to get branding photos done for their new business. Um, And I do wedding photography and business photography. Those are my two main things that I do. So I automatically am going to say like, okay, let's have a discussion about what you're looking for because I am capable of giving you some really good branding photos. And so I kind of learned a little bit more about what they were looking for. And I sent over a gallery of some samples of my branding photos. Um, But they came back with some questions that started to make me think that they might not be the right fit. Um, So they were really talking about like asking some questions and having some doubts about my style as a photographer. And I don't, you don't take that kind of thing personally. You just, you have the style that you have and you, you know, let the, the client know or potential client know, this is my style. Here are the images and this is consistently what I produce. Um, but anyway, so they didn't seem to fully, you know, fully accept my style. And I could kind of sense that through the language that they were using in the questions that they were asking. So, um, they had asked if we could set up a zoom call to discuss some of the things and ask questions, like ask more questions than they were asking. And at that point I knew that they weren't the right fit. So I'm just going to read what I had sent in response so that you guys can kind of understand the language that goes into sending an email or message that rejects a client versus them rejecting you if they're not the right fit for you. So I said, hello. And I said, typically I would be happy to set up a Zoom call to discuss any questions you have. I care about all of my clients and want them to feel as comfortable as possible with their service. However, after our conversation the other day, I believe another photographer will be a better match for you, both in terms of style. Um, Both meaning there were two people who were partners. (laughs) Um, What you saw on the link, um, which is the gallery, is representative of what you would get from me, which isn't your team's style. 
I want you to hire somebody else who can deliver exactly what you're looking for and have the right aesthetic match so that you're happy with your images. I can make a couple of recommendations for other photographers if you like, but first I would recommend doing a quick Google search for lifestyle photography in your area rather than business headshots, which is what I primarily do. Um, and then I said, I think that will give you more options in terms of that casual and effortless aesthetic you're going for. I wish you the best and hope that you have great success in your new business. Take care, Ricky. Um, and so there were a couple of key things in there of me not just saying, <laughs> you know, I didn't just send an email that said, no, I'm not taking you on as a client. Like, how could you think that my photos aren't good enough? How could you like, you know, and getting offended by the fact that my style just didn't match up what they were looking for. Um, so I think the first part of it, if we want to break it down was um, acknowledging that um, I would typically like to set up a Zoom call to talk to a potential client face-to-face, -face, face -face, which is my practice in general, because I want to get a good sense of who I'll be working with before I book them. Um, and I let them know that I take all of my clients and their and how they feel about their images very seriously. And I want them to be happy with their service. And I could already see that no matter what I produced for them, if I, if they hired me, they probably weren't going to be happy with those images. And that's like the biggest thing you want to like, you want to make sure of is that you're, they're hiring you because they're going to like your images. And if that isn't the case, you can really it just won't be a good experience all around, right? If you yeah. already know off the bat that you're not going to like somebody's images, you shouldn't be hiring them. Um, and also you want to be mindful of your time. Like if you know from this, from the conversation that you have pre zoom call that they probably aren't a good fit, like 99%, you're not going to be a good fit for me. Don't invest more time and energy into trying to make that situation work by getting on a Zoom call and trying to force the situation. Um, and then also really driving home this idea that um, I want the best for them. And here, let me offer you some recommendations if you're interested. So I'm not mm -hmm. just leaving them high and dry and saying no and being like offended by the fact that they don't like my style. I'm saying, you know, I want you to have the best experience possible, especially as like a new business. Let me help you find somebody who's a better fit for you. I think that that's a huge part too, because um, you can both respect your own brand and your own business boundaries while helping to direct them in the right direction or educate them a little bit because if they are just googling branding photos they're not going to like any of those photos if they're looking for a more lifestyle um, style of photography and the same goes for if you had a bride who wanted someone with like a light and airy style but you had a dark and moody style then you would want to maybe point that out like this is probably the area where you're wanting to start researching in instead of this one if that's the style that you're wanting so I think that that's a great point as far as still helping to serve them in their journey of finding a photographer while also respectfully letting them know that it's not going to be good for either of us if we worked together yeah um, and it, it's just, um, the more that you really develop your business and develop your style, the more that you'll be able to discern whether or not a client is a good fit for you based on just a couple of questions that you ask them about what kind of style you're, they're looking for. And even sending them over a gallery, like a sample gallery, so they can see really what to expect if they do hire you. Um, because I think that we can both agree the, 
the really one of the worst places to be in as a photo business owner is to have to work with a client who you don't mesh with and who, you know, what you're giving them is never good enough. And they just don't have a good experience. And then what's going to happen after that whole exchange is over is they aren't going to be the ambassador for your business that you are hoping for. Like most photographers need their businesses to run on word of mouth and even taking on a couple of clients who don't mesh well with you and who don't like your style, which is okay. They don't have to like your style. You just need to find the clients who do. Um, The ones that don't like your style are, are actually going to be a detriment to your business um, because they're most likely going to be talking about their experience that they had with you. Yeah, that's a huge point too. And I think that a lot of the times uh, I know I have uh, and a lot of other photographers have taken on jobs that were not in line with their brand and with who they usually would um, like to serve. And um, sometimes with things like, let's say I specialize in weddings and couples photography, but maybe I have an awesome family who wants to get shots done. If they still appreciate my work uh, and they seem like the type of person that I would mesh well with, and I don't have a lot going on and I have the available time to take that job on, then I will. And I just won't post about it because it's just not my jam, not what I'm wanting to get a whole lot more um, jobs of. But if it's the case where you know that they probably aren't the right fit as far as like personality types or that kind of thing, um, in an area of scarcity, you will want to still get that client because you're like, well, I need the money. I might as well just do it. It's it's this summer instead of next summer, whatever. You'll try to rationalize it and you'll book with them. And I guarantee I've been there. The day will come where you have their session, their event, their wedding, whatever it is. And you're just like sitting there silently screaming on the inside because you're like oh my gosh this is first of all so stressful I am very uncomfortable Um, or the wedding day goes great and the communication afterwards is just as you said they are not going to be happy with anything and it has nothing to do with your work it's just that their expectations did not line up with what you um, had you know you knew that you were going to give and it's not again your fault it's just the fact that There were red flags and unfortunately in an area of scarcity, you kind of uh, push those aside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the, there's two things in there. The scarcity mindset of like, I have to say yes to everybody because I am, you know, an up and coming photographer and it would be foolish for me to say no to money. Don't fall into that trap if you can, like try to stay away from that and really, really choose your clients in a way that is not just beneficial for your clients, but it's also beneficial for you because you are going to be putting in a substantial amount of energy, especially on a wedding, um, to providing a service to that client, not just on the wedding day, obviously, but pre-wedding and then post-wedding when you're doing your editing and delivering of the images. Um, And I think the other piece of it too is um, communication is the easiest way to know whether a client is Uh, going to be a good fit for you. So here's another example. I recently just had an inquiry for a couple session, but they literally were giving me one word answers on every question that I asked. And as I knew just based on that, that they weren't going to be booking. And so I immediately, rather than trying to take them through my sales process, I, you know, 
went straight to, okay, let me send you an email with the um, invoice. And then you send me a 50% retainer because I knew that at that point it would stop the communication, right? I knew that they weren't going to buy. I knew that they, even if they were going to buy, they just weren't the right fit because their communication wasn't at the level that I needed it to be um, so that I could learn more about them and what they wanted and make sure that they were getting a good, good experience as well as, you know, booking a client that's going to help my business grow too. Yeah. Um, I think that's huge. I think that um, people are afraid of having a niche or branding or asking too many questions because they're afraid that they will turn people away. But the truth is that people are that are going to be the perfect fit for you aren't going to be able to be easily turned away. So you can most likely avoid having to say no. Um, of course, there are going to be people who still slip through that aren't going to be a good fit where you will have to exercise that uh, newfound confidence of saying no. But by making sure what you're posting is the type of client you're wanting to get. Having an area on your website where you're like, you're a good fit if, we're not a good fit if, um, you have both sides, like the people that you work well with or the people that you tend to not work well with, um, you are just very clear with that. And then my other recommendation is on your intake form, don't make it short and sweet. I think that people are afraid to have too many questions on there because they don't want people to say, oh, this is too much work. I'll go with someone else. When in reality, when you have lots of questions on there, you're narrowing down who's actually serious about wanting to work with you and who's just price shopping. Um, And so a couple of things that I like to put on there is um, I have an area where there's three selections. It's like, yes, I'm sold. I want to work with the team. Um, I'm 80% just need to convince Bay. And then the last one is I'm just price shopping. So I know what I'm kind of getting into before um, I get into it. Just like how Ricky said, where if it's one word answers or you get the feeling that they're not a great fit and they're just price shopping, then you can just kind of um, make the funnel a little bit less hands-on, give them, like answer their questions, still serve them, but you're not going to um, be have your mindset on taking them through the exact sale process that you would if they were someone who was like 100% in and pretty much, yeah, just excited to be talking to you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really, really good tip because here's the thing is you, there's so many things that you can do without getting to that point where you have to tell a client that you aren't taking them on. And part of that is like Megan said, having specific questions on an intake form that is going to get you the information that you need and who will filter out the people who aren't serious about actually booking with you. Um, And it will just, the people who want to book with you are going to take the time to answer those questions. Um, It will be a no brainer for them because they're so interested in what you're providing that they know that they really want to at least have a discussion with you face to face Um, about what it would be like to work with you. And I think, so I just want to kind of run through um, a couple of things to kind of end this podcast. So if we want to just give those like one, two, three, five, three, four, five list of like, this is what you can do before you get to the point of saying no to a client. And then you can go back and listen to how I formulated that message when I actually had to say no to a client. So the, if we're like looking at a list of here's what you can do so that you don't ever have to be in a position to say no, do what Megan said by having specific questions on an intake form that really allow you to learn about that client and who your ideal client, like they will be okay with answering those questions. 
Now, I have one other one to quickly add there um, yeah. is to have a section where, and it's a required answer, where they um, let you know what their favorite photo of yours is. Because you'll yes. be posting them and you want to have the expectation that they've seen your blog posts or your Instagram posts so that they can describe that photo and why they liked it. And then you know that they are tuned into what your style is and know what to expect and not just heard that you had a good price from somebody. Yes, exactly. That was the other thing I was actually going to mention is <laughs> your your clients are going to be coming most likely from your Instagram, for example. So if they, if they are starting out with you on your Instagram, they're seeing and engaging with the, the photos that you're already putting out there. So that's kind of where it starts. And they kind of learn about your style, your editing style, how you're communicating and how you're engaging with people on your account. Then the next step is they're going to go into that intake form when they actually want to book a service with you, where you have specific questions that they can answer. Um, and that will turn away, it will turn away the people that are meant to be turned away and it will attract the people who are it's meant to attract. Um, and then from there, you just kind of go through your communication. Like, is there, are they being clear and are they answering questions? Like all of the questions that I'm asking them, are they deflecting on, on certain questions that, you know, might be a bit of a red flag? Um, go ahead, Megan. And one of a, a, a red flags, deflecting questions. An example of that that I have had is in an area where you um, ask for their budgets, then you can try to, you know, give them a quote that's close to that kind of budget. I've had people say the most that I can get for the least amount of money <laughs> or something along that line where it's like, obviously they're not going to be a great fit if they are just kind of joking around or trying to just, you know, um, the whole arm and a leg don't want something who costs an arm and a leg um that's probably a good sign that it's not a great fit <laughs> yeah there's there's a difference between um booking jobs based on price and booking jobs based on your ideal client and if they actually are like the people who want to work with you because they love what you produce not because of the price that you're offering um yeah that's a huge one um so you know, let's run through this quickly. So you're on your social media, they understand what your style is, what your communication is, then they go through the intake form, they answer the questions. Um, and then you go through the communication process with them and take them through your sales process. And then after that, if it still doesn't feel like a good fit, if that communication kind of breaks down, then you can go through and send them the type of email that I had described earlier in the podcast. Um, where you're talking to them about you, you want to make sure their needs are met in the best way possible. And that throughout your communication and discussion, you believe that um, another photographer will be a better fit for them. And then you offer recommendations to help find that photographer with them so that you're not just leaving them high and dry. Um, and then from there, you know, you can, I think through those like four different things, you can really, um, you can say no without saying no, right? Like you're going to filter the people out who are not meant to work with you and you're going to attract the people who are meant to work with you. And overall, that is going to be something that really builds your confidence and esteem when you're building your business because you're not being, you're not having to deal with clients who are really just not a good fit, who are tearing you down or, you know, criticizing you or causing problems. Um, and, 
by protecting yourself from that, you're just going to have, I think, a little bit more of that energy to push your business forward more and more year after year versus getting bogged down in like the mess of having to deal with uh, problem clients. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I think that um, that about covers this for today. I hope that everyone uh, found this podcast helpful because like I said at the beginning, saying no used to be so hard for me. And I know that it is for so many other people, especially if you're a new photographer who just wants to get as many jobs as possible. Um, It's not about getting as many jobs as possible. It's about getting the right jobs and working with the right people. So um, let us know in the DMs on Instagram or by leaving us a review on your favorite podcast provider, um, what you thought of this episode and what you're thinking of the podcast so far. And we hope that you have another great week in your photo business. Thanks for listening to the Photo CEO Podcast with your hosts, Frederica and Megan. We hope you enjoyed your deep dive into these tips and tricks on how to transform from photographer to photo CEO. If you liked this episode and want to learn more, we are hosting a free Photo CEO Masterclass on May 5th and 6th, 2021. We will be giving you tons of powerful and heart-centered content that will help you feel more in control of your photo business, book more clients, and claim the financial freedom and fulfillment you've been seeking in your photo business. If you want to kickstart your journey as a photo CEO, go to photobusinessdesign.com forward slash masterclass to sign up. That's photobusinessdesign.com forward slash masterclass. We look forward to seeing you there. And until next time, have a great week in your photo business.